Dr. Tar. This is Professor Feather. And this is the Midnight Again Fly. This is Dr. Head. And this is Bong the Blue Falafel. Oh, and you are listening to. Uh. fantastic episode of therapy to help you through your day i'm sorry i'm really fucking high i forgot like oh shit i'm i'm leading this episode what the it was the heavy the breathing <laughs> i'm like what am okay. i saying i don't know i sounded rational 10 minutes ago <laughs> okay fellow inmates Whew, we've got a good bit of therapy tonight. We are going to talk about the movie A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. And before you cue that porn soundtrack, it is not that. Well, so, well, 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 we'll talk about the, the well, well, but let's do punchline. Punch, 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 punch. Catflag. I stole this shirt from Marcel Marceau. I don't talk a lot, but when I put it on, I'd be a vampire. Fizz. Suck my finger. <laughs> Feather. Fantastic light pole. Tar. Oh. Is that a dromedary camel? Or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, hey, uh, a girl walks home alone at night. It is, it is, uh, it is a vampire movie, but I think it is a lot more in that. That's uh, set in a rundown Iranian industrial town called Bad City. There's Saeed, a low-level drug pusher and pimp. There's Ati, the, a prostitute, Arash, a guy who's trying to make his ends meet, uh, Hussein, his junkie father, and the girl. We're just calling her the girl. And she's a vampire. Um, and what makes this film, at least for me, what I liked so much about it was how atmospheric and visual the, this movie is. It's, it's sumptuous at times. Um, black and white. Black and white. Yes, black and white. That Thank has you. to that's, be clarified. That has to be yes. That's that's true. It is beautiful, black and white. Um, and I think a lot of the shots are composed like still photography, because the action is so slow in them. These extended shots that it's almost a still. In a way, it's framed. You know the uh, the director of photography. Uh, it, it, it is a magnificent, luscious looking film. But I don't want to get too much into it. I, I, I'd like to throw it out to you guys. Uh, what do you think? 
Well, uh, Mojan Marneau, who plays Addie, is one of my favorite actors around actresses. She was in The Blacklist, mm. uh, the TV show. She's fantastic. She plays Addie. Um, I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I thought it was uh, the movie looked like a, a Jim Jarmusch type of movie, you know, with the just the, like with, with the way you said it was like shot and all that kind of stuff. And it's also kind of got that weird pacing. Um, you know, it really takes its time with a lot of stuff. Um, and then it's uh, able to kind of ramp up uh, things with like the scene with the what's the one drug dealer that, uh, you know, that Saeed Saeed. Yeah. You know, it's a pretty, pretty creepy dude. Um, but that whole scene with him and, the you know, the the woman uh, or the girl. Um, that walks home, uh, it was pretty uh, intense, you know, and then they go back to it being, you know, all quiet and, you know, and just a, a lot of the stuff was the landscape too. I mean, it was just the city itself, you know, was part of the, the, the whole personality of the movie. Um, and the, but, the idea that they had, you know, it was just this kind of desolation, decayed, yeah. yeah, decayed desolation, but it was also, you saw the characters like lost in the scenery a lot of times, you know, especially when they were outside. Um, yeah, and just like weird little things that, that went on, like the whole ditch with all the dead bodies in it. <laughs> they just ca- they so casual about it. Like there's just no mention of it. There's you know nothing. So. Well, yeah, it's stylized. Uh, the whole thing, uh, the characters, and the what makes it a a genre bender is we have all a series of stereotypes. Saeed is a stereotype, you know. Um, Addy is a stereotype, right? The, the, the 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 main the main guy Arash. he's a, yeah. Arash. he's right. a stereotype everybody's a stereotype until the vampire comes in right and here's the only thing i can say that kind of that gives gives you the odd flavor she's a skateboarding vampire which yeah yeah out yeah. of context sounds so weird but when you see it within context you go okay it, you know that's mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting <clears throat> Uh, you know, yeah, it just plays with so many different uh, tropes, you know, that becomes that becomes something later on when you, when you look at it differently. Right. It almost it's almost like she's floating like or you. flying. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, right. Yeah. Because we see yeah. Yeah. The, the clothing that she's wearing um, and, and that right. becomes the, the vampire cape. You know, it was just uh, the visuals are so lush in, in this movie. Um, my favorite shot or two two favorite shots. We got this. uh the uh, where Arash is showing off his stolen car to the girl, and the backdrop is this factory, mm-hmm. and it's smoking and hissing, and that's all you hear this ambient sound from the factory, this hissing, and you know an industrial hiss, and then they they don't they it's like two minutes long. There's almost no talking, which is kind of like the whole film, but then they say something, and then they part, and then immediately this train comes barreling by and kind of cuts through the scene, um, just masterfully orchestrated, but. Yeah, that's my favorite shot. Yeah, I have to say, I, I really, uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, everything about it for me just just clicks. Um, one of the things I thought was interesting is that where they filmed it, and which was in California, but the idea is that this is actually supposed to be in Iran, were all the oil wells, and this, they showed these scenes, and these things are just constantly pumping, which for me, I thought kind of reflected in the main character these vampiric machines that are constantly sucking the life out of the city uh, you know for profit and whatnot and I, there was just little things throughout the movie that like that that were set up and staged to give it that flavor which was just 
really great. And for me, it also kind of came off like a crime noir movie, the way that it was shot, just the, sometimes it's high intensity, black and white. And, and you were talking about favorite scenes for me. My favorite scene was when the girl is following the, the little boy in the alley. And that scene where she's just kind of like, I will pluck out your eyes and feed them to the dog. You know, she's like, are you a good boy? And he's like, yeah. And she's obviously testing him. And, and just that scene where she's like right next to him, she could clearly kill this kid any second. And she's like, I will pluck out your eyes and feed them to the dogs. And I will, I will watch you for the rest of your life. And this kid, I'm sure at this point, has peed his pants and just runs off. But the tension in that scene was palpable. I was like, oh, I love that so much. It was so good. Just masterful, masterful acting there. Really well done. Well, she's like, she's like a vigilante. Like a Dexter. Yes. Yeah. She's yeah. like, yeah, a vigilante. Well, like a Dexter like you know? character. Where she... De- yeah. Dexter like. Morbius. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. Well, yeah. Well, and then look at who she's killing because there's a whole other subtext within this film. Yes. Is this this these you see these a lot of abusive misogynistic men character mm-hmm. you know, characters, and she's yeah. kind of taking care of that yeah. in her own way by let's let's take care of these find these abusers and just remove them from the equation, you know. Um, and so she, you see her in a way she's like a Robin Hood in that kind of regard, like or. Uh, but I, yeah, that scene that you mentioned with the little boy, that again, it was wonderful and, and wonderfully done. And then that's, uh, isn't that how she gets the skateboard? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and to bring that back, uh, Dr. Head, Anna Lily Amirpour, she wrote and directed mm-hmm. this. Yes. Um, so that, that kind of, you know, uh, there again, I, I, it, it takes on that viewpoint. Of course, uh, of someone who grew up in the, in the area, and a strong, and, and also just a strong woman viewpoint. Yes, yeah. which which you don't uh, often yeah. see in a vampire movie because it's yes. usually a male vampire with female subordinates. Exactly. Um, and but but also, not only did Anna uh, Lily uh, Amirapour write and direct it, she was also did some of the stunt or the skateboarding yes. scenes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, right. Yeah. And because she they look, actually look uh-huh. pretty similar. That's cool. You know, when you look at her and you and you look at um, Sheila Vand or Vand, who plays the girl, yeah, yeah. they look very similar. They do. So yeah. it's so it, automatic stunt double. But um, yeah, yeah. Tar, you were That's uh, good. saying That's something. Oh, um, about oh no, oh I was just going back to she's a vampire with morals and you know trying to over the it, yeah you sympathize with her throughout the entire movie and yeah it was i liked it yeah well why do they wanted to say kind of goes back to earlier yeah why do they refer to this as a horror western you know i mean it's one of the things they've you know said that this is like a a horror horror western Western, like in the in the in the form that the story takes place or something like that well that you have the, the bad guy the the drug uh dealer and the pimp um, kind of putting pressure on everyone around. He's like, I don't know, maybe like that 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 uh, the guy who's stealing, you know, from the cat cattle rancher, and then the rancher has to get revenge. Perhaps that's it. Yeah, I um, picked up on that it. on that kind of western trope in the movie. That well, I mean, you know, the music definitely helps, but it has that like you know. And she's the man with no name. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 
I don't know. I just it seemed like an odd way to kind of label it, you know. And I, I was so thinking, we're we're getting into the realm of uh, Italian westerns, right, yeah. uh, more so than uh, an American Eastern Western Eastern whatever we're called. I would agree. Uh, Amer- you know, a United. It depends States. on where else you live in the world, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 One of the producers was Elijah Wood, too, I believe, which I, I find interesting because he's a pretty interesting person. He's, didn't he's he also his fingers and a lot of stuff? I mean, didn't he do Greasy Strangler, yeah. too? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He had some of that. Quite the eclectic guy. <laughs> I think I would like to see a uh, a meeting of the two. The Greasy Strangler and the girl walks home at night <laughs> and have a movie together. That would be. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'd pay a dollar to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go, you know, going back. Greasy and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, <laughs> that, put that image in your head right away. Didn't it? it wasn't like, no. <laughs> no. Greasy um, and it sucks. Yeah. And it's the, aimed at you, Dr. Head. The greasy sucker. <laughs> Sorry. Who hasn't had one of those? Um, yeah. what, How going much? Back to, <laughs> to, to some of these scenes, because uh, this film, it, we had, you had mentioned uh, uh, both Fez and Gaffey, the film takes a long time to kind of develop some of these things, but the shots, some of the shots themselves are so drawn out, so achingly slow. Like the the scene where the girl and Arash uh, are in her room, and he slowly comes into view, and it's it's like it's like a seventy second scene where they slowly, and then they then they finally embrace. Um, I I just thought that was magnificent. And then the, there's a a dream sequence of Arash kind of walking into a backlit tunnel, and that thing lasts almost a minute, and it, it just like. Those are the kinds of things that can only be done with an indie movie maker who says, I have a vision. I want to do something because there's no way in the world you would see yeah. something like this in a mainstream Hollywood movie, you know? Right. Those long shots you talked about are kind of like going back to the previous talking about Stalker. Uh, that director was noted for taking these incredibly long, detailed shots moving in like that no dialogue no nothing just you just you're not just watching anymore you're absorbing everything coming in yeah that's that's interesting those shots that's that's kurosawa you know um yeah the detail every 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 film he's ever made is exactly what this film does too this film also the you know and she she draws i think the you know the uh analogy fez of the machines you know sucking the earth you know that's that's lynchian you know that that has lynchian qualities to it um you know so you know i'm her her influences are obvious all over the place but the beauty of it is she's like everybody you know she's taken everything and and kind of synthesized it into her own vision Um, yeah Yeah. and i and i that's that's only thing anybody can do you know that's the only thing anybody can do and she's done it in a, a fresh way uh, you know this is a fresh movie it's not your everyday movie and uh gadfly brought up uh um jarmouche jim jarmouche you know some of the movies that yeah well there again you look at his influences and everything but it's how they amalgamate those influences and put out their own vision and she's right there up with them i, I feel with this movie i don't know much this is the only thing i know from her so 
Yeah, same here. Same here, uh, Feather. I, I haven't yeah. watched too many of her films, but um, I, I kind of want to now. I want to see if she was able to to do this kind of visual acuity and telling a story. I mean, so much of this movie is told without dialogue. It is the visuals tell the story. And, and um, you know, they, I, that's a, it was just, a, you don't see that. It was quite, quite striking and beautiful. It's very, I would like us to revisit a man sometime talking about this with uh, Johnny Depp. Hmm. That'd be, I, yeah, just that black and white that, yeah. I'd be, it'd be interesting between the two, I think, just the way they looked and stuff. But yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I think uh, uh, when I think the story, you know, with the the whole story, there's all kinds of little nuances uh, to the characters too. I think like when we see um, the you know the main character become the drug dealer uh, once the drug dealer gets offed, quits his job, but before he quits his job, he steals those earrings from that girl. And you think, oh, something serious is going to come of this. And it really doesn't. I mean, other than, you know, like he meets that girl again at the at the club and she gets him to take ecstasy. Um, so now he's on drugs, you know, and the vampire, she's like a drug addict, too. You know, what I mean, she, you know, she's she's killing a lot of drug dealers who are on drugs. So like she's, you know, sucking them dry and uh, getting those drugs and all that kind of stuff. But he uh, he then gives her those earrings, you know, that little kind of piece that just kind of threads through there very, yeah, right. very minimally. And, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, okay, well, his his act of like uh, outlaw, you know, act is transferred over to her. And he gives her the the um, the earrings and then and then they're running off together. Right. I mean, that's mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> cowboy always heads off in the distance at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, that, I, that's a great moment too because she has never worn earrings yeah which could be very telling of the of, of reigning I'm not pierced. society as well well when she uh, pierces that's great when she pierces yes. her first ear she has to turn yes. her head because her fangs pop out yeah, yeah. that's great yes it is fantastic right and you see those fangs pop out when she first meets arash when they're in her room that's like the very last thing you see is old yeah. fangs pop out and it's like really effective because everything else has been so slow, and in that, that moment, yes, with the earrings, I thought, "Oh, that's that's brilliant. That it was was so good." So, um, I, I wanted to throw in an, another point that I noticed. If, so, the vampire, the girl, has a very there's a very much a, a 1980s influence, especially in her place. You see the old Madonna poster, and everything kind of has this early 80s. And it's weird because when I saw Arash and her together, there's this. The first thing that popped into my mind, and Mrs. Fez even noticed this, is like a Johnny Depp, Winona Ryder vibe to both of them. And you notice <laughs> as 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 we go through the movie, you know, she's got the heavy, the heavy like um, like eye makeup on, but towards the end, she stops. She stops using it, and she's almost, James Dean and Natalie Wood. Yeah, I mean, but they they, they kind of. <laughs> I, I almost want to say that they were kind yeah. of like became this like the sort camera. of. 80s sort of analog i don't know i wonder i think that it, what reinforces that is the, the 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 nature of the music yeah that too yeah. you know really seems to reinforce that so i'm i always thought that's when she became a band but aren't they yeah. behind so like you know and so she's stuck in that yeah, yeah. in the 80s that yeah. kind of time time frame yeah yeah it was a lot like an aha video <laughs> <laughs> Dream there one, two, was it? On me. Yeah. 
or or that uh, what was that other band? Then, I don't know. It's the other band from then. Uh, Duran, Duran. <laughs> I done run. You done run. <laughs> to see this movie, I'd run to see this movie. Yeah, no, well, the, the score is great, great too. Like, yeah. it, 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 there's yeah, something yes. about this movie. I came across it quite accidentally. Just I was flipping through like Netflix or something, and I'm like, "What is this movie?" I'm like, "Okay," and I started watching it, and um, I was pulled into the story visually. It, you know, that just sucked me right in. So I, I was, I was invested. But yeah, this um, this sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Tar. In a, in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, vampire uh, movie, a perv. I agree. Yeah, this is if you've never yeah, seen it. Vampirically. Vampiric. Um, yeah, it's a it's a not it's an unexpected vampire uh, movie in a lot of ways, and I like that. Uh, which, I, which, oh yeah, so refreshing. Burlesque. Yeah, you know because yeah. you know it's we're talking a pretty jaded genre, you know, and for somebody to come, we've talked about this before. Certain gems pop up that just totally transcend or bend the the their, their genre genre benders. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, this is one of them. It's not necessarily not absolutely. Yeah, it's not necessarily about being a vampire. Like it's you know, there's like the the whole character stories that are going on there, and the kind of the vampire yeah, it, yeah. It seems to be like just one of the one of the things. Um, I, this is like in all the movies we've been watching lately, which have some of them have been a, a slog to get through in one time. <laughs> um, I've already watched this like three times, uh, just because after thinking about it from the first time, and then we got some time because you know uh, you know uh, Doctor Head couldn't make it last session. I got to watch it a couple more times uh, just to kind of, you know, be able to look and read, you know, the subtitles and cut get every, so, and just get everything, and get everything in. Yeah. And it is beautiful. It's like, a, you know, I, I, you know, I think I didn't know what to expect when I first watched it. So that's why when you watch it the second time, you go, oh, my gosh, you know, I should have seen all of this the first time, you know, and then you watch it a third time and it all just kind of like you see all these different little patterns that are going on. You know? I've seen it before. Yeah. Yeah, what's I said with the you know the light pole? You made mention of that in the joke where he's just standing there, staring at that huge light pole in the in somebody's front yard. I mean, it's like you're yeah. like, where the fuck is this guy? You know, and um, he's drugged out. Yeah, he's drugged know? out. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she finds him, and you know, there's and, a lot of humor yeah. in this movie. There's a lot of humor. Yeah, yeah. right. Again, all told visually. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know. Yes. You know. Yes. Yeah. And the, the the script is minimal dialogue, um, but that scene where he is drugged, he goes into that rave, that dance. It's you know that's so. Yeah. So effective as well because you get that delirium, you know. But it, this this movie is told visually. I mean, it's really it really is. That's I think it's potency. I like the the interaction between the two. It reminds me of uh, was that uh, uh, let the right one in, you know that uh, oh, yeah. Scandinavian. I've never seen. Yeah, it. that. Uh, it, it, it's another different take on the vampire. It's kind of yeah where you know what she is he doesn't and you know he's always in danger but yet there's a bond that that is uh between them that and when you uh, see how that bond the purpose of that bond becomes it, it, right. in a way right. when i saw the end yeah. of of um girl walks home alone uh that that kind of th- was my thought exactly like i'm wondering now okay is she going to be What's this relationship going to be? Is she going to be grooming him to be her protector, or you know, what uh, what kind of thing going on? Yeah, yeah. With the and well, it's I think it's interesting too that uh, the person that got him to take the drugs is the girl that or the woman that he worked for or her her father that he worked for. 
So the one that he stole the earrings from gets him, you know, and it's almost like because if when he's at their house, their house is like this oasis compared to everything else you see in the whole film. Uh, it's like this, I don't know, it's like this heavenly place. And so it's like, a, it's almost like he's been tempted by the decadence of the rich. And this is what his downfall is. Because all he's doing at this point is pe- peddling the drugs. He doesn't do the drugs because he's seen his dad all strung out on heroin. Who's another Marshall Manesh yeah. is the actor yep. who's been around a wh- and has done t- a tremendous amount. Seinfeld. Um, he's a, he's, yes, he's a great actor. Yeah. And, and his part in this is, is really good. Yeah. And, it's, and, and as important a part as you could have. What, yeah, and he, uh, you know, the cat, the whole idea of the cat through the whole thing is another, like, motif where it's really weird. The, he gets the cat, he steals the cat, right, and and brings it home, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not sure if it's stealing yeah. or just, like, finding a feral well, cat. Yeah. But, yes, either way, oh, he yeah, takes yeah, it, yeah. the very first scene, right, he's taking that cat. When he takes it home, and then his dad starts to think it's his wife reincarnated, <laughs> his dead wife, you know. <laughs> so he's having all these, like, weird conversations. And then where does, doesn't the, uh, the girl ends up with the cat later, right? Right. Yeah. That's how he knows she killed. She killed him. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Because yeah, we Spoiler forget. Alert. We forget yeah. that. Yeah. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. He, he, she kills the, his dad. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Because who isn't a very good death. person? No, no. The characters. Yeah. He's no. just a strong the character is and... just a you know not not like you know not a good person. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. But, and she uh, she makes the she makes the judgment he'd be better off without him. Yeah. Well, and I think what's the other thing is that, you know, I mean, it's it's really hard to, to pinpoint at what time this takes place other than it's after the 80s. Right. Because we have, you know, up to that point. So you really don't. Do they even say like what the date is or what? It, you know, I don't like, think so. They don't. I mean, no, they don't. Bad yeah. City is just so run down. It's that yeah. post industrial blight that I think every town, no matter what era, as soon as that blight began to happen, probably probably looks like that. But. Yeah, it very well could be now. It could be in 30 years ago. It's hard to say. Yeah, because I was trying to think, did we see like cell phones or any of that? And his car was like really kind of an older model car that was really yeah. weird. But then Thunderbird. We, but Thunderbird, then, yes. But then we got into yeah. the the the, I, the original drug dealer's apartment, and he had some modern technology. No. no? Well, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's what paintings. I thought, you know. I don't recall. Did he have music? I, like I kind of took yeah. it as them being in a, a lot of the pop cultural stuff like that would be hard to access and it's assumed they would be back you know it could be you know taking place now but it's you know i just thought it there's there are, there are a few decades behind in popular pop. culture yeah an, ex, an access that, to that, that to, to good i right. don't even know if that's what it is or, I think or it's maybe a, the I, vampire I think herself I think just like yeah. Now, I think it's an accumulation of, of different cultures yeah. and different time periods. Um, it's not all, yeah. you know, not relegated. And I think that makes it timeless. You know, I don't think that it's supposed to have a real time. This is not supposed to be reality. <laughs> you know, this is a play. It's a and, and, and it's a fantasy. And I think that's, you know, you, you have to kind of look at it that way. You know, yeah. the timelessness of a fantasy. Yeah. And I think that's one of the beauties mm-hmm. of the movie. Um, and, and the way it's, and the, the yeah, way it's shot the whole, sets that yeah. up. The, the, well, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it becomes static. It's it's a fix. It's like a picture. Um, and that does help with that, that sense of, like, this isn't reality. And then the black and white, too, comes in. And this still and it's, it's such an effective use of black and white um, as well. Yeah. All, all points to that. Yeah, kudos elements. to the cinematographer, whoever. And I don't really know. I, I, I confess I don't know who the cinematographer is. 
but whoever it is, they're really good. And and I'm sure she has some input on that too, as the director writer. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was on film or video. That looks like film, probably film. Um, but it, it but uh, yeah, it could be part of the film nature. But the lighting, you know, and then being able to scope out those shots. What was the alleyway they were going to use? Because if you think about the locations, it's very few locations. We've got her yeah. apartment, his house, the drug dealer, the hallway, you know, the or street, the, or the, the street and the alleyway. Um, and then there's they drove out to that one in front of the, the the plant. The plant, yeah. Yeah, you got like five or six places where this yeah. movie takes place. Um, and I think that's again another element because this film really it's all about being locked in and 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 choked and strangled contained. from all sides, contained. Yeah. And this is another way to contain it. We are seeing the same like five places over and over again. There's no more world outside of that. Right. And I think that's just another way to effectively tell the story without using words. You know, yeah, just beautiful, beautifully done. So Fez and Gadfly, this was the first time that you had seen this film, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm Feather. I know, and Tar, you guys have seen this film before, or have you not? I had not. No. Um, yeah. This was. I'd heard time. it. I'd heard about it. it. Was on my list. And when you brought it up, oh, all right, now I'm going to yeah, watch this. That's about and, it. And I'm, I, and and instantly regretted that it. I hadn't watched it before. You know, because it's such a good movie. Yeah. And it's right up my alley. I'm sorry, you know, because I'm I'm big into into that kind of like like we're talking about Jim Jarmusch and you know Tom DeCillo and uh, just what, style most of the people, you know, right. that style. And I think she's she's like just you know very good. It's very 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 good style. It's beautifully done, you know. Yes. But it's but it's not style for style's sake. It's it's an integral part of telling the whole story. I think mm-hmm. no, and that's you know, the beauty yeah. of uh, you know she's she's not just a good director she's a really good writer the the writing of this film is extremely good you know so well put together so and just you know and and so spot on you could i you know i'm not going to even criticize this film because you know it some people might say it's a little slow you know but then those people don't know what they're talking about so fuck them <laughs> well and even when it's slow it's there's so much to look at you can literally yes. just marvel really at, at the image yeah it yeah it really you, is there's, yeah it you slows just, down no time slip here yeah. buddy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a time slip but it's just of a different kind <laughs> well just it like stops and protracts extends it's like again looking at a picture or a painting you stop at one place and look at it longer the time expands you know, oh yeah yeah. So I made a joke about Marcel Marceau, but she really does become the vampire whenever she puts the striped mime shirt on, right? Yes. Isn't there some sort of ritual to <laughs> yes. that? And then she doesn't yes. say much. She's really quiet, you know? She's yeah. almost like yeah. a mime. So. Yeah. yeah, this film has minimal dialogue, mm. which, which if it had had 10% more, it would have been ruined. It would have been superfluous. It would have been perfect you know? if if they if she'd have done a mime thing where she, like, she was stuck in a coffin. <laughs> <laughs> A coffin. Yeah, a coffin. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's how it ends. She tries to shut her invisible coffin. And then she does the stake through the heart. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. Oh, yeah. Well, this this film is beautiful. Um, and I think the girl is a, she's yeah, quiet and cautious and a very sexy vampire, you know, and and uh, who has a, a dirty job to do. She's cleaning out a bad city, you know, one bad person at a time. And throwing them in the ditch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just throw them in the pile. 
sucked dry. Oh. Well, yeah. go go if you get a chance, go go watch Blacklist. I think it's on Netflix. There's like eight seasons of it or something. Absolutely fantastic TV show. And Mojan Marno is in it up till I think the last season, last maybe last couple of seasons. Excellent. She's in it, and she's really good in yeah. it. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Well, you can find this movie streaming. I'm sure it's out there. Just look it up. Yes. It's around. Yes. I think I saw it on Tubi. So yeah, and if uh, you have sh- if you have Shutter uh, through uh, Prime, it's on Shutter. Which I I, uh, I watched first time I watched this half of, but I watched it with commercials, and then I realized I had Shutter and could watch it without. And I'm like shit. <laughs> so I immediately switched over to to watch it on Shutter, which was much better because no commercials. Uh, I love Tubi because it's got some weird shit on there. But man, some of those commercials just get really long. I yeah. I just mute the commercials and you know. It's like the old time TV where you could get up and go get something to drink or eat. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And a lot of times I'll mute it and just make up my own dialogue to whatever they're doing, you know. Amuse myself for a couple of minutes. <laughs> well, speaking of amusing myself, no, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, I'll be here all week. Uh, yeah. So, I, what more can we say? It's, uh, it's great therapy, it's uh, beautiful, lush, visual. And I think one of the best vampire stories I have seen in a long time. Absolutely. All yeah. right. Oh, go ahead, Gaffney. No, I was just going to say it's just a good movie. You know, the vampire thing is cool that it's part of it and stuff. It's just the the movie itself. It is a part kinda, of it, though. It is. So, yeah, I'm just you know yeah. because like you guys were saying, writer uh, and you know directing and all that kind of stuff. She's the whole package storyteller, which was which is what yes. I because she used mm-hmm. the used film to tell the story and she used the writing and it you know just really was right. I really what that made it that click for me. So yeah. and then the vampire the, stuff was cool. Was, you know, clever. And the vampire exists in the same kind of closed world, which is funny because it would i'm not sure if amirapur was really making commentary on what happens to the lives of women in iran or because you're thinking this vampire could just go away fly away but she's staying there either voluntarily maybe because she's trying to clean out the neighborhood or she's trapped you know japanese horror yeah fez i i no i i think that's one of the i don't know don't think we brought this up but i think that's an important part of this movie is that and one that makes it really special is that we're getting a story and a point of view from a culture that many of us are not going to get exposed to and and there's even another character we haven't mentioned and i think the character's name is just rockabilly it looks like it's somebody who's a cross-dresser who just kind mm-hmm. of shows up periodically through the film and just appears to be a witness to the events that are going on. And uh, I did a little digging into this, and this was a commentary on, you know, how dangerous it is to be gay in Iran. So I think there's a lot of stuff going on here that that we could unpack, just the the culture of women in Iran and, and just being gay and stuff like that. And I, I think that's what makes the director's, writing and point of view very unique in this is that this is like nothing we've seen before and i for one am looking forward to uh, more more work from her because i think she's proven her uh, herself through this film that yeah she's she's got something to say and i think we all benefit from it yeah that's great well this was a good therapy good therapy session i feel pretty cathartically cleansed in the best way you know and i don't have to pay for it so but that's good that's good no you'll pay for it <laughs> yes i always do i was trying to you know trying to lie to myself but that didn't work 
<laughs> it's because you got friends you like know. us to, to make right. sure you can't yeah. lie to yourself. I find you the truth, you son of a bitch. Yeah. You, you lie to yourself, we ain't lying to you. That's right. <laughs> Why do you think I have no mirrors in the house? You know, I, know what, I know what I look like. You're a vampire? Oh, my God. No, no. Don't, don't look at me. I, I'm hideous. You know? Yeah, I just I don't have I don't have a mirror above my sink either. It's just I have black marker writing on it that says you look fine. <laughs> yeah, I drew a stick figure of myself. You know, I'm like, yep, there we're going. That's that's good. That's good. Uh, so you know what? Uh, because we're 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 ne- getting near the the, the Xmas season, where we time where we give gifts to one another. Um, I, I think it's time we do something. We're going to make a recommendation. I'm going to gift. A recommendation for my fellow inmates. Uh, this is a TV series on Netflix called Hellbound. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Have you seen it? No? Oh. Uh, it's a Korean horror series where essentially these, what well, they call them angels or beings, demons, show up. Yeah, demons. Um, that's why it's Hellbound. They show up and they start pointing out to people like saying you are going to die in an X amount of time it could be a week or it could be whatever um, and we're going to come get you and then they peer up in the physical world uh, and they like drag the person through the streets and beat them mercilessly into a pulp and it scares everybody <laughs> around them and they start telling oh my god the hell and they, you know hell is real um, and it creates this panic among the people and this kind of religious fervor. and God goes yes yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Why are you removing those tumors I put in that child? Um, yeah, so Hellbound, Korean drama, uh, horror drama. Uh, it's really got some dark moments. It is, it is a bleak series uh, and, and really well done. It has some great, great drama building within. And to see that crazy religious fervor is awesome. So there's my gift to you all, Hellbound. Uh, who's next to gift? Bring us your gifts, Dr. Tar. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You've had literally, you had literally know, you no know, minutes to think this through. Right. Well, you know, uh, I don't know if this is a gift so much, but uh, <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Uh, on uh, YouTube, they just released uh, uh, the Omicron. Um, it's a 1963 Italian sci-fi movie. It's uncut. It's still on its regular subtitles and all that. Cool. Anyway, I thought it was interesting because I think I've seen everything else, and it was just kind of interesting that they show it uncut. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was humorous. I mean, but then it takes on this whole capitalism versus Marxism type idea. You know, halfway through the film and all this, but it's interesting. I'd recommend go back and watch this fun Omicron. Watch it, and not the variant. (laughs) Professor Feather, what would your gift be to us? Well, you have to have HBO Max for this one, Um, and since I'm an elitist and do have it, I will recommend (laughs) it. it's a series, an HBO series called Succession, and it's uh, like I don't know uh, James Elroy 
and and Milch had a baby, and this is kind of it. Um, it's about this a Rupert Murdoch like only he's an American, he's this media mogul worth billions American. and billions of dollars. It's you know, very it's it, you know, it's it's an analogous for for sure. But um, Brian Cox plays the main guy, and then he has his uh, his uh, two sons, three sons, and a daughter, and an ex-wife who's British. And uh, it's gone for three seasons. Not quite the third season hasn't ended yet. I will end, I think, this week. Um, it's uh, there is no redeeming quality to this. It's like watching. You know, anything that that James Elroy writes, you know, there are no redeeming characters. Everybody has something that is just totally fucked up about them. And because we're talking about the ultra rich, you know, it's a whole different set of how people behave. Um, And it's all about the elder son trying to take over the company from the father. Um, But it's so rife with 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 just current thinking um, that doesn't affect them to a large degree, but they're aware of it. It, If you can understand what I'm saying, you know, they've done a great job of creating this plateau that they live on that, you know, that the average person has no idea that, you know, what goes goes on on that plateau, you know, because this is the ultra rich that pretty much deal with the ultra rich. And, uh, but then everybody is, you know, they're all human, <laughs> you know, so therein lies the, the big problems. They're not gods like they want to be and they think they are, but they're human and they're just all fucked up. So, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things that I didn't think I'd like it. And I didn't like it when I watched the first couple of episodes, but then I got more involved in it. And there's a very good line of satire that runs through it. It's not, you know, it's not just surf- superficial. There's a lot going on. And uh, very in-depth, the writing is really good. And all the actors are good. And I don't know much, many of the actors other than Brian Cox. Um, there's a few other ones. Uh, the one eldest son, I, I can't remember what his name is. But everybody else is kind of nude to me. But uh, And now there's a few you know, older actors that you know. But it's just a very, you know, you get caught up in this lifestyle. And it's the lives. And it, you know, jumps between the father's life and the, each of the children's lives. And then some of the ancillary people who are big in the corporation, you know, in the company, um, because that's what it's all about. It's all about the company. Um, yeah, that's my recommendation. It's 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 and you can binge. I binged the first two seasons pretty easily um, because I got caught up in the in the whole storyline and storylines, I should say. But pretty good. All right. Midnight Gadfly, your gift for us. Uh, I think I've been just kind of going back through my list of staple movies that I like to go watch uh, on a regular basis. Uh, so that's like Adaptation, um, American Splendor, Ed Wood, uh, Magnolia, um, I Heart Huckabees. I mean, just kind of all these like, like weird kind of offbeat uh, movies. You know, some of them were pretty big movies. Uh, Wonder Boys, that's always another one that I throw in there, too. Um, I always like that just because of the the whole dynamic of student and t- professor, you know, and you know, just kind of the the adventure that they have in that takes place in like one night or two days or something like that. 
Um, so those those are the ones that I do. I, I just have that list that I, I can always go back and watch those movies uh, and really enjoy them and see different stuff, you know, about them. Excellent. And Blue Fez. Yeah. So I'm going to make a recommendation that comes from Fez Jr. Um, has introduced me to an animated show on Netflix called Arcane. And it looks like it's based around the uh, is it League of Legends video game. But it's it's not about the video. There are characters in the game that are brought in. But this is like a, a wholly new thing. And it's kind of your typical sort of steampunk fantasy environment you've got the people who have and the people who have not and of course the struggle between them but what makes this really interesting is it's computer animated but it's gorgeous it looks like a painting a cg painting come to life you you can tell that the team who developed this really knew what they were doing and it's just sumptuous to to look at and if if any of you have watched, you know, Marvel's What If, I thought that was pretty decent fare. Then I saw Arcane, I'm like, oh God, what if <laughs> yikes. It's like this this blows it away. It it's just it's just really, really lovely. And uh we're I'm a couple episodes in so far, you know, I'm enjoying it and I'm kind of curious to see where this is gonna where it's gonna go. So what was that called again? It's called Arcane. Arcane, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. That's excellent. Sounds, that sounds cool. <sighs> well, follow in. Yeah, wait a minute. Oh. I got one more thing to say before oh, yeah. we go. Yeah, right before we go. I just want to say, have a good trip, Michael Nesmith. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. my he was my favorite monkey. Yeah. Um, because yeah. for he was the one that had a lot of creativity um, outside of the monkeys. <laughs> And I always appreciated that. And a lot of people don't realize he uh, did a video called Rio, which was really the start of MTV. Yep. And if we're talking pop culture, we're talking MTV in that time frame. And, you know, he, he, he did a lot of things that were more pioneering than just being a, a former monkey, um, which I, I just always liked. And, but I liked him as a monkey, too. So. You know, we could all talk about the monkeys, I'm sure. But anyway, I just wanted to say that, you know. All right. That's a very fitting tribute there, Feather. Uh, uh, so I guess that's it. Therapy time is over for this week. I can cut all this out. Yeah, oh, you guys sorry. want to watch me take a dump? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how do I end this? It's been such a long time since I... I was making you struggle. I was waiting. <laughs> no, <laughs> I had my man, finger on the button. <laughs> I, that, stuff, that stuff you got me, like, fuck. It's just getting, like, more intense by the minute. I didn't get you nothing, man. I had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> I am like, Jesus Christ. I am... Oh, it just keeps on getting worse. And you are listening to... <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Unseen Radio at gmail.com. 
Unsane Radio is on Facebook. UnsaneRadio.com. Go look at the pictures, read the captions, listen to the podcasts. Immerse yourself in Unsane Radio Prime. The one podcast to rule them all. Unsane Radio. And don't forget, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. Heavy Metal Horror! And Heavy Metal Horror Podcast on YouTube. And Heavy Metal Horror at UnsaneRadio.com. We've got some really good interviews coming up. We've got the guy behind Jag Panzer. He's coming on. The uh, guitarist for Trans Siberian Orchestra is coming on. Really? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's cool. It is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Probably it's crazy. Probably yeah, by the time this. That's very cool. By the time this podcast drops, it's probably already in the past. So. <laughs> no, he, he's not coming on till till after the tours. Or he's on. Oh, okay. Uh, I got you. Yeah. But yeah, next year we got him. Things to look forward to. <laughs> King King Diamond's coming on. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Very cool. And don't forget to check out We Freaks every Wednesday on Facebook, W-E-E-F-R-E-E-K-Z. Tarandfeather.com. Tar and Feathers Psycho Cinema. Type all that in in your Facebook and you'll get right there. And Mark Justice Writer. Oh, I'm like, yeah, that's good. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Head. Dr. Head is right. I need some more therapy. It's upcoming. <laughs> it is upcoming. <laughs> Isn't it always? 